Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, we're doing another one of these today. Uh, I woke up early and recorded a podcast this morning. And you know what? It was still the right decision because I feel like there was a lot of stuff to talk about. But uh, the big news didn't come out until um, basically right now. So let's see. Uh, About an hour ago, the Pac-12 sent out an email uh, that had the... Uh, schedule for the 2020 football season in it and there were some changes to the buff schedule and we're going to dig into all of those in a second um and then then after that i jumped on the media call for the entire conference um to talk with uh, larry scott and uh, david shaw Uh, for those of you who don't know larry scott is the commissioner of the pac-12 david shaw is the head coach head football coach at stanford well actually that's not his title his title is actually uh, Stanford's Bradford M. Freeman Director of Football because that's uh, what Stanford does is give simple jobs all these complicated names because they think, well, it doesn't matter. We don't need to go down that road. But, uh, yeah, so we heard from him. We heard uh, from the Arizona State Vice President for University Athletics. And we also heard from uh, the Dr. Doug Ackerman, Oregon State Senior Associate Athletic Director of Sports Medicine, who's kind of talking to us about all the medical stuff. Um, it was good stuff. I'm not going to lie. There wasn't a whole lot in there that was unexpected, necessarily. Um, you've heard probably over the course of the last like four months how people involved with sports talk about the coronavirus and it was a lot more of that um, than there really isn't much else to it. You know, there were a couple, like, more pointed questions. Like, I think David Shaw got asked, so if, if your student-athletes turn on one station, they're going to hear that the coronavirus is a deadly disease. If they turn on another, they're going to hear um, that it's basically the flu. How do you deal with that? You know, it's a good question. I think you probably could have taken a little bit of the politics out. But basically, uh, David Shaw said, um, we don't care about that. We have a great medical staff. I mean, he basically said, like, dude, this is this is Stanford. We <laughs> we we know how all these diseases work. And even if we didn't, then, uh, I mean, we have to follow the laws that are in place anyway. We have to follow the guidelines that are in place anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Um But even that is not really relevant to this podcast at all. It's just one of the few times that we got at least kind of off script for the most part. There was a lot of praise for 
everybody working together, coming to decide this. And and I guess there was some interesting stuff. You know, um, Larry Scott said this is Plan B. Um, plan A was playing the full season. Now we're here at Plan B, and we have to be flexible. There might be a Plan C, a Plan D, a Plan E. We don't know. Um, but here's where we are right now. Um, and I think that's all we're going to talk about with that call. But uh, the Buffs have a football schedule. And it's not the same football schedule that we thought it would be. And to be honest, my initial reaction is that it's it's worse. And that's kind of what everybody's agreeing with on Twitter as well. So I don't think I'm crazy. Uh, we're going to dig into that. But first, I do want to tell you just a little bit more about our friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped is an incredible company. You know, like I said in the first Buffs pod today... Uh, I'm headed over to watch a bunch of sports tonight and win a bunch of money. That can be stressful. Uh, that that stress can make you sweat, and it can make you sweat below the belt. Thank goodness I just lathered on some crop preserver. Um, also, it's hot outside. It's like 90 degrees, and I'm wearing some cotton shorts. So that's going to make things even worse. Guess what? Don't even have to worry about it because of the crop preserver, the deodorant, the ball deodorant, I guess is what they call it. Um, such good stuff. Uh, the Lawnmower 3.0 is a great trimmer. Check out all their products at manscaped.com and use the code DMVR20 when you check out to save 20% and get yourself free shipping. Okay, um, so the changes to the buff schedule start right off the top. Um, before we talk about those changes in particular, I want to start by saying uh, the conference schedule will begin on September 26th. That is when it was scheduled to begin. There were some talks that maybe they could push that back. They could even move it up now that those non-conference games are not on the schedule anymore. But they decided to leave that where it is. Um, from there, every team will have a bye week at some point between week four and week six. Um, those are... I, I, I don't know. I would have probably just had one bye week for every team and say, hey, everybody, week six is a bye. If you need to reschedule a game, you reschedule it there. Um, it's uh, It makes sense because they need to like spread things out because you don't want to just have a week where there's no football and nobody can watch you on TV and the TV people won't like that. And then there's even more competition in the other weeks because typically, I mean, what is this? Basically, let's see, there's three weeks, so four teams are sitting out each week. That means all those games are going to get watched more. You know, I understand why they wouldn't do all one week, but I think in a situation like this, if you want to give yourself the absolute most amount of flexibility, which I think has to be the strategy here, you have to be looking for as much flexibility as you can. And they did a good job of like adding flexibility, but this was a spot where uh, I, uh, I think that, I think that we have to, uh, sorry, I got a little distracted. There was just a tweet from Jeff Passan. Um, Rob Manfred, the commissioner of the MLB, just said that uh, the executive director of the MLBPA, Tony Clark, um, needs to do a better job of managing the coronavirus. Otherwise, it could shut down for the season. MLB could. So not a good sign. But see, that's the kind of stuff that we're talking about with college football. And I think that if it were me, I would have pushed really hard to make all these buys week six. And as it stands now, I mean, at least for the most part, I think... I think, yeah, so every team, it's their week one opponent, and uh, it's their week one opponent that matches their bye week. And it looks like, for the most part, it's the week two opponent. So, so let's see. Colorado's bye is week five. Before that, they play Oregon, Utah, Arizona, and uh, USC. And we'll dig into those matchups in particular in a second. 
but the other team, so so their other three teams with a bye that week um, are Washington State, Utah, and Oregon, all of whom they'll play. Well, I guess they won't play Arizona, State, Oregon State before, will they? So, I mean, for the most part, though, they did try to uh, line those bye weeks up with the teams that you'll play before the bye, which makes sense. But I do still think just make that week six for everybody. And then they also added a bye week at the end of the season. Um, there's like a week 12 in there. Um, it's 10 game schedule, one bye week, and then one open week for the whole conference. That's another opportunity to make up a game if it gets canceled for whatever reason. Um, they were asked, like, what does it take for a team to have to pull out of a game? The answer is we don't even know, but uh, we'll figure that, <laughs> that out. Um, so, yeah, let's dig in. That's the basic structure. Um, Colorado opens the season against Oregon, again, as was expected. They were supposed to play them on September 26th, but they uh, moved that game to Eugene. So for the second straight season, the Buffs will traveling to, or are traveling to Eugene to take on the Oregon Ducks. Um that's going to be an even tougher game than it would have been. Um, from there, they're uh, at home to play Utah. So in the first two weeks, they'll play both of the two teams who played in the uh, Pac-12 title game last year. And then they're on the road, back-to-back weeks from there, playing Arizona-USC. That's a tough stretch. Three of their first four games on the road. Their one home game comes against Utah, potentially the best team in the Pac-12. I don't think they will be, but they'll be top four. That's going to be a tough game to win. Um, Oregon and USC, I think, are probably my favorites to go to the uh, Pac-12 title game this year, playing both of them on the road to start this season. That's rough. Um, Arizona is the other road game. That's winnable. And not only is it winnable, that's a that's a game they need to win. <laughs> you really can't afford to drop that one because then you're going to the bye week, likely 0-4, and, and that is where the bye week is, week five there. And then from there, though, that's this is the flip side, is that you get four of six at home to end the season, home against Arizona State, at Washington, home against UCLA, at Stanford, home against Oregon State, home against Washington State to finish the season out. Um, winnable games. You know, you, you look through the schedule and say – the bottom tier, to me at least, is probably Arizona, UCLA, Oregon State, Washington State. You get three of those four at home. All three of those home games are late in the season when you'd think that this young team is playing its best football of the year. I think you would probably make the same argument for each of those three teams too. Um, but they'll have a good chance in all of those games, especially because they're at home. I don't hate this schedule. I'll say that. I don't hate it. As long as this team can get through those first four weeks, get through that bye week without losing all confidence, and they're still in a mental space where they can be building and trying to get better, they'll have a path to winning five games, really. I mean, you win those three, you're on the road against Washington and Stanford. You beat both those teams last year, although those games were at home. You could see this being kind of the reverse of... uh, that that five and seven season where they started five and zero oh, blew the game against Oregon State in the sixth game of the year and then just lost the rest of the way. Um, you know, you lose those first four, you have real shots. Um, in those last six, that that Arizona State game is at home, which gives you a much better opportunity. You know, Colorado famously beat. Arizona State on the road last year. Mel Tucker wore shorts. It was the first time Colorado had beaten a ranked opponent on the road since like 2002, I think. Um, 
you know, Arizona State, as much as I think that that's a team that is uh, a lot better than people are give it credit for, and Jaden Daniels is a better quarterback than people give him credit for, um, that's a game they can win at home. And even that Utah game, you could see a path, although I think both those two you have to call losses knowing only what we know now. Um, so, yeah, I did just want to jump in here and give some quick thoughts. Um, again, let's just run through this. And Oregon on the road, I'm going to call that a loss. Utah at home, I'm going to call that a loss. Arizona on the road, going to call that a loss, although that is one that the Buffs could steal and probably need to steal. And uh, then you go to USC on the road, um, going to call that one a loss. You have the bye week, so you go into that bye week 0-4. You come out of that, I'm going to say you lose to Arizona. So that's 0-5. And then Washington on the road, I think you win that game. UCLA at home, I think you win that game. Stanford on the road, uh, since we called Washington a win, I'll call Stanford a loss. You lose that one. And then you win against Oregon State at home. You win against Washington State at home. Um, I think 4-6 and six is a, pr- a pretty fair projection here. Um I feel like that's a pretty neutral take. It might be a little buffs favored, but not by much at the very least. You know, if if we were just doing like the numbers thing, the way guys do that now, where it's like, this team is going to win 3.7 games. Like, I think that would be the numbers like 3.7 in my mind. Um, We'll see though. We'll see though. Um, Again, the big takeaway here is this opening stretch is going to be brutal for a young team and potentially a true freshman quarterback, at the very least a quarterback who is extremely inexperienced, whether it's Brendan Lewis, Tyler Lytle, or Sam Neuer. And then the end of the year, you have a whole lot of opportunities. All five of those last five games are extremely winnable. Um, the Buffs just need to be building to that point and not getting down based on the beginning of the season schedule. Um, another fun note is that the the Pac-12 championship won't be a neutral site game. It won't be played at the Raiders' new stadium like it was supposed to. It'll actually be played by, I, I believe, the uh, team with the better home record or, or better record out of uh, the, to the Pac-12 North winner and Pac-12 South winner. They haven't been very clear about how exactly the home team will be decided, but you have to guess that'll be... Uh, the, the first thing they look at, and if it's the same record, then I'm not sure where you go from there. But uh, that could also be fun. And you know what? If the Buffs pull a couple early upsets, th- I mean, especially you look at that game against USC, you look at the game against Utah, if they actually win those two games, they're going to be in great position to, to cling to a Pac-12 South lead. And who knows? Maybe you could see a Pac-12 title game in Folsom um, it takes some crazy stuff, but 2020 is a crazy year, and uh, the Buffs have some crazy talent that I'm pretty bought in on. Um, I think that's going to do it for the show. I know it's kind of like a short one. It's like 15 minutes, but there's a schedule, and so I wanted to jump in and uh, just talk about it because the other option was to wait until Monday, and that sounds awful. Um, might as well shout out Breckenridge Brewery while we're here. Love Breckenridge Brewery. Um, I'm like an hour away from my first beer of the day, which is – a pretty good, a pretty good time. You know, this is when you get to start counting down and saying, "Oh yeah, how long now? Fifty minutes? Forty-five minutes? Thirty minutes? Oh, here it comes!" And then you get to drink a big old beer. Um, I think I said before, I'm going with the Strawberry Sky, the best beer that uh, has ever been made. Yep, 
yep, I couldn't think of another. Um, you can eat at the farmhouse by going uh, down to Littleton. You can order curbside delivery or no curbside pickup or delivery. And if you use the code DNVR when you do that, you can save five bucks off your purchase. It's a good deal. Um, and it's good food. So support them because they support us. Also check out that Breckenridge beer locator on the website to figure out where you can try whichever Breckenridge beer it is that you want to try. Um, yeah, I will uh, see you all on Monday, I believe. Actually, no, college podcast tomorrow morning. Uh, me and Justin Michael, CSU Rams guy. Um, we are uh, talking all things college football at 9 a.m. tomorrow. So that show will be up like 10 or 11 or so um, before the Nuggets game. That's the important note. Before the Nuggets game, that show will be up. So be on the lookout, and I'll see you then. I think they like my Colorado swag. Cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly get a bus with my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. Patiently awaiting When I hit the field It's so hard to behave I'm Colorado swagging As the crowd do the wave Look into my eyes I can tell that you afraid Cause you know we finna hit ya Hit ya, hit ya You on your own now Why you watching the official? You just better hope you make it To the next whistle And we ain't playing with you You can get it anytime It started at the scrimmage We gon' win it at the line My Colorado swag in the middle Colorado swag, my 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 Colorado swag, man, I swear I think they like my Colorado swag.